And we are coming to you live from downtown San Gennaro, from the brand new KFTP radio tower, we bring you tonight's show. The makers of Gorgon's Stone Ground Coffee bring you tonight's broadcast of We Hunt in the Dust, a thrilling serial tale of life in the big city, monsters, and hard-boiled dames. Get your comic book collection ready as our narrator, Mary Jane Moretti takes you on yet another one of her exciting adventures. It's a warm summer night in San Gennaro, the ocean breeze dancing through the palm trees, a gentle mist creeping along the city pavement, lit up yellow by the streetlights as they flicker alive. Our heroine, Mary, crosses Palm Street and heads into Lottie's restaurant for a bite and a cup of joe. If you close your eyes, you can hear the bell jingle even now. Hey, thanks, kitten. You don't mind if I call you that. Well, you let me know if I need to blow. Seems like a nice place. You seem like a nice lady. Oh, sure, my order? Of course, I saw you got those bunny salads. Aren't they just the bug's ears? Me, I don't go for pears, but I get it. How about the soup of the day? It's what? Yeah, that'll do, thanks kitten. Place is kind of empty at this hour. Just you, me, the coffee pot, the line cook asleep in the kitchen, well, and the old vampire at the end of the bar drinking over there. She's been drinking the same cup of coffee for an hour. Oh yeah, of course you didn't notice her. She's got a trick, you know? Look over there now on where I'm pointing. You can see her, smiling like a cat with her paw in the canary's cage. They hate it when you point them out, but it's all right. Petra and I go way back, don't we, sweetheart? Oh. Now don't that smell good? That is real decent. If your cook ever wakes up, give him my regards. Oh, you make the soup? Oh, sweet and talented. Not me, of course. I can't cook. Uh, the boys have to come after me for other reasons. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't fishing. The truth. If you're made in God's image, then I guess the Holy Ghost is beating him off with a baseball bat, huh? You see, you're stealing a glance over at Petra. Relax. You're as safe as you can be. Heck, sit down. Take a load off. She's not hunting for virgins tonight. And anyway, if she so much as looked at you funny, I'd beat her her own fangs. See, don't make that face. I'm a big deal. I may not look like it, but I'm San Gennaro's premier monster hunter. Employed by the cops and everything. Well, a cop anyway. Ah, skip it. Have a seat. I'll tell you all about it. Now, see, that's a little more comfortable, ain't it? Now, I'll give you a little time, and I'll tell you all about how I became San Gennaro's most famed and feared monster hunter. Hey, hey, don't laugh, kitten. It's God's honest truth. Let's go on a journey, huh? 
all the way back to May 15th, 1935. By way of introduction, my name is Mary Jane Moretti. By way of location, why, we're in the beautiful city by the sea, right here, San Gennaro. Sunshine, beaches, fame and fortune, and of course, all the lookers they put on that silver screen. All of that right here in this city. And, of course, the city's got its share of trash, too, huh? You got those petty thieves, such as myself, the gangs, the criminals, the crooked cops, the even more crooked captains of industry. A city full of beauty and sin, hate and forgiveness. The most interesting of all, a city full of monsters. But I can't really tell you all about too much on account of how right now, I'm being chased through the streets by a monster. Ah, to be more specific, I'm being chased through the industrial park in Luciana Cay. And even more specifically, I'm being chased by a vampire. Hey, I know how that sounds, okay? But really, I am an expert in vampires. I've read every issue of Dr. Vampire and the Demented in popular comics. Yes, even the misprint that came out just before Black Sunday. I've read Dracula in a municipal library in Utah, and when we migrated out of Kansas thanks to the dust storms. I read most of In a Glass Darkly over the shoulder of a fella in a caravan through Texas. Heck, I read Frankenstein even before leaving Kansas when I was just a kid. I say, if a woman can write the scariest monster in literature, a kid like me can read it. My mother disagreed, so I hid it in the barn. Made real good friends with the cows that spring. Oh. Anyway, this creep's chasing me. He's the real deal. Right now, his eyes are glowing red. His sallow face is stretched and contorted like a man with a devil in him. He's got long, shining teeth, and when he first showed them to me, they dripped something green and sick, like venom mixed up in a Nazi lab. I spotted him in a crowd almost immediately as funny. My friend, the creep, had a few-year-old brown herringbone sports coat and loose slacks and tan. No vest, no hat, no cravat. Now, not even a tie. Like he wanted me to get one glance at him, see a fella in sporty attire, and think nothing else about him. But I noticed. The whole thing was just off. He noticed me noticing him, and that's about when it got rough. I'm pretty sure he's real determined to kill me. I'm gonna kill you, you little bitch! He screams at me as I scale the fence as fast as I can in my habit. Ah, I missed that part, didn't I? Well, currently, I'm dressed like a sister of the church. That's kind of a nun with a less strings attached. The costumes are easier to swipe on account of how converts don't let outsiders in, but sisters just live in a house like the rest of us. I wear myself this habit-like dress to do my work because, well, People looks funny at a scruffy, dirty oaky hanging around in the delinquents on the streets. But a sister of the church, collecting alms, doing God's work? Ugh, else bells, sometimes they just hand me the green instead of me having to swipe it. What? I make sure it goes to the poor, needy. Me first, of course, but there's plenty of hungry kids back in Stone Valley. Anyway. Here's me crawling up a fence to put the barrier between me and the chasing creep. And yeah, I'm kind of dressed like a nun. 
When I get over the top, I drop the rest of the way down and it nearly takes the breath out of me. I say nearly because I am so scared. My choices are to keep running or piss myself and lay down and die. I choose to run and I figure I've got an edge on account of how long it'll be for the big thug to climb up over the fence and <laughs> he skips the climb. He squats down a little and then jumps straight up like a jackrabbit. I hate jackrabbits. He goes right straight over the fence and then grins at me when he lands. Pissing myself is starting to sound a lot smarter, but it's no longer up to me. My feet and legs are going before my brain can even catch up, and I'm pushing with everything I've got. There's a warehouse or something ahead of me. Even the factories in San Gennaro look pretty fancy when they get built by names like Ford. It's an assembly plant by the looks of it, with bright, shining Model A's lined outside on their way to be shipped maybe all over the world. The brick building I'm running towards has tall windows, a fortune in glass, a low-pitched roof just covered in red clay tiles like you see in all the Spanish and Mission revivals. You see all over the city. I wonder how many tiles it takes to cover a roof that big. I briefly consider asking the vampire if he can count that money, but he doesn't seem in the moon for banter. I can see the iron door where the plant's managers, owners, and other important people go. It's locked for sure at this time of night, but that isn't the only way in. I run along the side of the building, the vampire getting closer and closer behind me. The thing is, I know they probably got workers' entrances, and because some fellows work extra shifts, there's a chance. I spot a time clock. The door is chained, but ajar. No grown man could squeeze between that door and the chains. Luckily, I'm no grown man. I'm a thing of softness on account of the flu I caught when I was a baby. After the war, I grew up the right way, but with changes. Means I'm not likely to marry, but I am likely to survive this vampire attack. Marriage, if you're wondering, is like getting killed by a vampire, but really slowly over many years. Skip it. I squeeze through the door and bust out of the factory floor. The creep is cursing up a storm on the other side of the door. I'm gonna kill you and everyone you love. I can smell you, bitch. I'll trace it right back to your hovel and eat the whole warren full of scared little rabbits. Exciting, don't you? Same as always. But surely you'll indulge me in a moment on the air. Uh, Petra? Mrs? It's just that we've got this radio audience and I'd hate to... They'll forgive an old woman's ramblings a moment. These Americans were so very understanding. Old woman. Ancient, maybe. Never mind. Never mind. I just wanted to tell our dear listeners about a very exciting bit of news. They've discovered a chemical to cure war and cancer, and the Great War will be the last one, and no one was ever going to die of cancer again? Huh. No. But while science isn't solving universal problems, technology is pretending to solve problems capitalism's caused. Oh, damn. And that's right, gentle listeners. I need to tell you about a most exciting opportunity. Do you know about iHunt? An exciting new program in which you can participate hunt real monsters for even more real money. 
Make the streets of San Gennaro or your hometown safer, one large check at a time. That's iHunt. You can find out more on iHunt.fun. Whatever that means. Don't miss the chance to be a hero. You choose the hours. Thanks, Petra. Anyway, I hate rabbits. It's a long story. I go from scared to angry real fast as this big ugly vampire threatens to murder me and everyone I know. Anger makes me smart. That's what my mom would say about me, usually while praying for my soul or something. At that moment, I decide this creep isn't going to do me in. Not me and no nobody I know. Rabbits indeed. I just need a plan. Looking around, this is a machine shop full of huge industrial assembly machinery meant to build the cars as fast and efficiently as possible. Not if it's built for safety, but if I've got an edge here, that's it. Also, I'm small and he ain't. To hear him screaming and pounding on the door, you'd think I'd robbed his mama's teeth. Actually, I only robbed Hammond. What the heck is a vampire doing with that many Lincolns? Nothing good and honest, I'll tell you that much. But I was doing him a favor by lifting the green out of his pocket, and since I'm gonna hand it all over to the needy, I'm basically saving his soul. I doubt he's gonna see it that way. No, 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 that screaming, rending sound of chain link being torn apart, it ain't my kind of music. I gotta find a hidey hole fast. There's some kind of press a yard down the line and something about it just looks right. There's a sign on the red button that says, be careful because the press is hair trigger, uh, which is just the kind of trigger I admire the most. I guess it flattens or shapes steel or something to go into cars, works on hydraulics. No electricity necessary. Ugh, the door behind me smashes open and the creep screams out some words a nice guy like me is not going to repeat. Okay, fine. He called me a corn-fed something. This does not lessen my state of righteous rage. I wait until I'm sure he sees me, which, uh, in which way I'm running, and climb up into the press. I mean, not in it, in it, but through it, so that the street in this line to grab me would be through the machinery, over a sheet of metal waiting for its shape. Thing is, I'm small, like I said, and I can slide along pipes and through gears in a massive piece of industry, while he gets stuck pushing through. I figure he'll get through eventually, but nowhere near as easy as I can go. I almost feel bad for him. When I land on the other side, I hear him grunt, stuck. Was it really this easy? I'm immortal, you stupid bitch. I'll kill you and dangle your guts from the nearest church, you hear me? I'm gonna... What are you doing? I guess at this point he notices I am circling back around him, forcing him to push backwards to come out the way he climbed in, and, well, he only gets more stuck. Yeah, I don't think so, pal. You're about to be a fang sandwich. His eyes go wide, and he pushes harder. His strength unimaginable, really. In that, I'd never imagined he'd get so much of his body clear of the press so fast. Anyway, I hit the red button. Oh, that machine groans, hiccups, shakes, 
lets off smoke and does a whole lot of grinding. A literal ton of metal slams down on half of the vampire, making him like so much jelly. Eh, part of him anyway. The other half of him, from about his chest up, starts screaming and then laughing. I mean, deep otherworldly laughing because the sound sure isn't coming out of his half-crushed lungs. I'm immortal, you idiot. I'll get out of here. I'll get out of here and I'll kill you. I believe him. I mean, I believe that he believes that he's going to come over here and do that eventually. There's no way for both of us to walk away from this. Better him than me. That's the depression spirit. I look around while he struggles against the half of him that's stickier than strawberry preserves stuck in a sausage casing. You know, they keep all sorts of nasty looking tools just hanging around at a factory like this. I spy with my little eye a big old hatchet looking tool with a, like a fireman carries around. Just bigger and heavier. I turn to go get it and the creep cackles. That's it, run. You'll be so much more delicious when I run yourself to death. No meat on me, pal, and my veins are full of dust. So, I don't know what you think you're going to get out of me. His eyes go wide again as he sees me, not playing, but coming back with that big old heavy hatchet in my arms. Yeah, it's a little heavy, but I was raised on a farm no matter how soft I might look. I am considerably less soft than a city tramp, that's for damn sure. I'll kill you. Yeah, change the record, pal. We've heard this one too many times. I lift the hatchet above my head. Wait, 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 he hisses at me. I stop, whip the hatchet over my head. Put it down and I'll, uh, I'll let you keep your money you stole from me. Liberated. Whatever, walk away now, you can keep the money. I put you down, I keep the money anyway, and I don't have to worry about a double cross later. Why am I reasoning with a monster? Fine, you're smarter than I thought. What if I give you a job, real swanky, maybe even make you like me someday? Make me into a pancake with fangs? Hell, I don't even like maple syrup. He hisses at me, and I guess it's only funny to me. Something overtakes him, his face contorts again, and he's foaming red spittle at the edges of his mouth. Flight, when you can't flight, I guess. I shake my head and let the hatchet fall. Now, if you've only read comics about this stuff, uh, all the shutter pulps, let me tell you, it's a lot messier than you imagine. It's like this creep had more than just a normal amount of blood in him, but just buckets and buckets of extra blood, probably stolen from some virgins. And with every thwack of that hatchet, I get sprayed with more blood. He is shrieking, gibbering, and clawing at me, but he can't get close enough. Ah, thwack, splat, scream. Thwack, splat, howl. Thwack, splat, whimper. Now we're getting somewhere. He starts protecting his head, but weakly. And I remember that it was a Texan that killed Dracula. By cutting off his head. Three or four more good thwacks and off comes his head. And he stops fighting. The body, head, whatever's left of it, is good and done. This is an ex-creep. And I am a sister of the church, so covered in blood you'd think I'd been baptized in it. Which is when the doors and gates of the front of the factory fly open and about a dozen or more coppers break in, guns and flashlights trained on me. This isn't what it looks like, I tell him with my hands raised.
in next time for more of the exciting tale of monsters, mayhem, and migrants. The part of Mary Jane Moretti was played by Philomena Young, writer, designer, and actor. Miss Young appears through the courtesy of the Machine Age Company Players, where you can hear her twice a week performing alongside Olivia Hill at twitch.tv slash Machine Age Productions. You can learn more about Philomena, Olivia, and San Gennaro by taking part of their Patreon at patreon.com slash Machine Age Production. This is your announcer, Petra, signing off for the entire iHunt family. Goodbye.